What up, world? It is Friday, July 10th. I am Kelsey Charles, your humble host today, and this is indeed the Ocho. As you can probably tell, I am again not RJ Ochoa, but this here is his podcast. You guys, I have to be honest with you, I'm kind of enjoying talking to myself for 15, 20 minutes every day. I may or may not give him back the mic. I just, just so are being abundantly clear. Either way, happy Friday. Um, I hope you guys are having a great start to the beginning of your weekend. Hope you had a great week. I have to be honest with you, I am exhausted. I really am. It's been one of those weeks that has felt like a year. Um, I, I feel like I'm, a, I'm very good at taking on a lot of things, you know, outside of my nine to five job, of which I'm already working a couple of them, which I'm grateful for, for the record. But, you know, I just like to keep my plate full. So I'm definitely feeling the effects of that today. And I'm looking forward to a nice weekend, which I hope you all have a socially distant one planned for yourselves. News, 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 though, before we get into our weekend break. Um, I know I mentioned it yesterday on (laughs) this here show. I'm not laughing because it's funny. It's just awkward. Uh, Jeffrey Laurie... I, I can't, it's stuff, it's just filing under things you can't make up. The Deshaun Jackson news I mentioned yesterday on the show and the unfortunate commentary and anti-Semitic marks that he made on his social media the other day. Um, again, not great. Not great. Didn't love it. Very unfortunate. Unnecessary unacceptable but then we wake up to news that uh the eagles owner jeffrey Lurie, his documentary film company called play action pictures just so happened to announce the completion of its inaugural project which has been in the works for three years and it's um it's called the meaning of hitler uh again as a quick little recap Deshaun Jackson just posted a misattributed quote or fake or whatever you want to call it to uh, Hitler from a uh, an excerpt from a, a book. It was just a mess. And then to see this news come out, it's just weird, you guys. Like, what are the odds? He's the executive producer, Lurie is, of this film. Uh, according to Adam Schefter, the meaning of Hitler, which is the name of the film, is an interrogation of our culture's fascination fascination with Hitler and Nazism set against the backdrop of the current rise of white supremacy, the normalization of anti-Semitism, or anti-Semitism, hello, words are hard, and the weaponization of history itself that was filmed in nine countries over three years. Again, this world, this year, it's just a whole big edition of you can't make this ish up so there's that um eagles for never can i say moving on though into other news i don't know if i can classify this as positive news if you will though because again the world we're living in is just something else you guys um so News broke out this past week again yesterday that the 
32 teams in the NFL received updated game day protocols. And there's a lot of things listed in those updated protocols that were distributed to said teams. But one in particular seemed to set players and individuals off more than others. And that was the prohibition of any players exchanging jerseys as well as a ban on post-game interactions of any kind within six feet of each other. So, again, if you are a fan of the NFL, I'm sure you've seen it before. It's a it's a big time tradition and where players, people who they admire, people who they played with previously, people who they were college teammates with, they love to exchange jerseys. And it's just like a at the end of the game, post game, take your jersey off, sign it, maybe exchange it, take the photo. Like we love to see that on social media after the fact. Um, as someone who used to date an equipment manager, I can tell you that <laughs> they didn't love that. Because, uh, you know, there's some guys that would just, if they were popular, if they were really famous, or they just liked to just engage with other people, they would go through jersey after jersey, you guys. I'm not going to name names, but I used to laugh at some of the stories. And I was like, really? Like, how many jerseys? I should figure that out. How many jerseys some of these players have gone through in a season? It's wild, I'm sure. Either way, apparently that is a capiche, kibosh. No more, no mas. And a lot of athletes were very WTF about that announcement. Randall Cobb, you may remember him. He had something to say. He tweeted out, this has to be a joke. And um, I know that San Francisco 49ers cornerback Richard Sherman, who also serves as the VP of the NFLPA, tweeted out a statement that basically indicated that the NFL was being hypocritical in their thinking. And and he said, this is a perfect example of the NFL thinking in a nutshell. Players can go and engage in a full contact game and do it safely. However, it is somehow deemed unsafe for them to exchange jerseys after said game. So, yeah, I mean, go figure. It feels like a lot of these guys think that while this is great that you're addressing individual issues it's not fully addressing the real issue at hand and truly how the NFL and these players can return to the field and return to full gameplay and full gameplay safely I don't know the answer to that time's ticking training camp is supposed to start the 28th um that is it's 18 days you guys (laughs) that's a that is a hot minute So, needless to say, there is a lot to figure out and not a lot of time to figure out these issues within. But that was not the only thing that came out of the memo and the new updated protocols for the league when they hopefully do return to gameplay this fall. Apparently, there will be no on-field fan seating during games. And there will also be no media access to player locker rooms. So on-field fan seating during games, basically good thing the Rams got the new stadium because that would have put uh, a lot of their suites, all of their suites <laughs> in jeopardy because that's where they had their suites in the, in the end zone, if you remember. Uh, I would assume, I'm sure, that means no pregame passes. So if you're a baller and had the hookup, that hookup is no more. 
So RIP to that, which is really, that's sad, that's depressing. Media access to the player locker rooms. This is interesting to me, you guys. I, uh, I think this is something where, you know, a lot of, a lot of these reporters have individual relationships with these athletes. And so, you know, obviously FaceTime is important in forming these relationships and keeping these relationships and, and maintaining them. And, and well, hopefully you had them before because I don't know how you're going to form them moving forward this upcoming season, at least. Uh, also like logistically speaking, what are they going to do in terms of post-game press conferences? Like put up one camera that the team puts up and then just do a live feed to X amount of, you know, credentialed media and just that's how they distribute it. I, it's just, a, it's so weird. It's so weird to think about y'all. It's so weird. So I, uh, I don't, that's so strange. I mean, again, everything's strange. It's all new. It's all normal. Or, I'm sorry. It's all new. It's all going to be a new normal. And it's so unprecedented that I think we're going to be continuously seeing things develop that just either A, have us scratching our heads or B, you know, it's just different. On top of that news, apparently both teams must also travel to the stadium via bus as opposed to personal vehicles. So again, um, all of those cool like rolling up in my you know, awesome car or truck in my, you know, cool outfit, like just looking like fire. Not as cool anymore. <laughs> Again, a small price to pay. Don't feel bad, but just new, new, new. And I wonder if both teams have to travel to the stadium via bus and they all have to be on the bus, that probably means they have to meet at the facility and then get on the bus together. But that's not 100% guaranteeing that they are quarantined because these people and these players have been with their families before. So, yeah, I just, I, I mean, I'm sure, obviously, I don't even know how that helps, actually, now that I'm thinking about it, because you're just putting more guys into a bus together. I don't know. I'm not a doctor. I don't think anyone... 100% has their minds wrapped around how logistically things can work safely, 100% safely, if you will. But it's interesting to see how they are trying to um, vet options and work through things. NFL Network's Ian Rappaport said, uh, also on top of that, everyone besides players and coaches on the team's sidelines will be required to wear a mask throughout the 2020 season. So, um, Yeah. Get your officially licensed mask now if you're even allowed to be in the facility. If not, you should probably get one anyways. I feel like it's going to be a collector's item. Maybe, maybe not. <laughs> uh, I laugh so I don't cry. But all in all, the NFL and the NFL Players Association are still remaining in talks regarding the 2020 season. Obviously, they have a long way to go in terms of what they need to figure out and what the players are and are not comfortable with. And it sounds like Jersey swapping is a point of contingency. Contingency? Is that the word I'm looking for? I'm telling y'all. I'm exhausted. I apologize. Just forgive your ear holes for whatever nonsense comes out of my mouth when I'm just plugging in random words wherever. Um, on the topic of returning to play, again, you'll see me talk a lot about this. I, you know, again, we're so unprecedented right now and, and we don't know what's going on. So I feel the need to 
look around at other leagues and how they're approaching the situations because surely since no one has done this before everyone's going to be turning to each other for examples on hey how are you doing this what are you doing is it working or do you feel like this is a good a, a, a good way to do it well the big 10 conference came out and said we are no longer this upcoming season the athletic directors and the presidents decided that they are going to move all fall sports to a conference-only model. Again, this is going to have a snowball effect, not only in the college football scene, but I would imagine, I would imagine this has to have extraneous impact somewhere else in the sports industry in general. So basically what that does, it affects 36 scheduled opponents, 28 from the FBS and 8 from the FCS. Uh, Six FBS schools including Michigan, were scheduled to play two Big Ten opponents this season. So I feel very sorry for my Ohio State family and Michigan, I would say friends. I have friends that are Michigan fans. It's fine. I won't talk too much smack because I'm not that big of an Ohio State fan. But it's it's you're not going to get the Michigan-Ohio State game this year, you guys. And that is now an official fact. So that's that. Uh... Also, Wisconsin is going to lose the game against Notre Dame that was going to be at Lambeau Field in October. It's just, it's a, it's a big move. It's a big move. But what we're also seeing, too, is the conversation that the Big, Tw- the big Ten, while they are only going to play full conference within themselves, they... How, what happens if the season is still interrupted by coronavirus? I mean, we're seeing it now. There's spikes in different states. There's spikes in different places. And this is so unexpected. We don't know if it's going to get better or worse in the coming months. So what happens if it get, gets worse and the season is actually interrupted by the coronavirus? Apparently, I'm reading an article um, on ESPN, and they are reporting that Big Ten officials are still considering the possibility of moving its division games to the front of the schedule in this instance that if things were to get interrupted, God forbid, they would still hopefully be able to determine a championship through division winning percentage in spite of an incomplete season. <laughs> Talk about scrappy. You've got to give them credit for even going out and and working through this solution. I mean, it, it, it feels like a best-case scenario in terms of trying to be definitive in, in if you can name and crown a champion or not. Um, they haven't locked it down yet, and I think that it's, it's definitely an interesting concept. Um, so I guess we'll see where that goes. What does that mean for college football playoff and bowl games? Well, <laughs> I, don't, I think we're too far ahead to even, even have some semblance of an idea as to what that could look like, um, you know, because you have to talk about the fact that what are the other Power Five conferences going to do following the Big Ten's lead? Are they going to also only play conference games? Um, you know, how will that affect the depth of of the leagues and and all these things that the CFP selection committee committee has considered before kind of goes out the window. Um, so again, big news. Will we see other conferences and leagues follow suit? I would say probably. I think you can at least classify what 
the Big Ten is doing as a model that other conferences like the SEC or the Pac-12 or the Big Ten or Big 12 could take on and and, and mirror themselves. Um, I, you know, I don't want to, to pass judgment and say who I think would be last to follow suit, but who knows? I think uh, conferences that are not as strong, like the Pac-12, sorry Pac-12, it's true, this hurts them a lot. The loss of, even just think about it, like the the Ohio State and Oregon game is the biggest non-conference game, and it was so highly anticipated that now it's it's no more. That's massive. So, again, I think we'll see what the Pac-12 ends up doing. Um, apparently, ESPN is reporting that the Big 12 – has the news that the conference athletic directors have unanimously voted in favor of playing a full schedule. Um, But the other one that is interesting to me is the outlier with Notre Dame. So Notre Dame, as you guys know, is not, is just independent. Like, way to go, guys. Like, that's so wild to me that in 2020, you're just the outstanding school that has managed to be like now we're good we're good we are just gonna stand alone like whatever your thoughts on that it's a novelty to say the least but I'm sure they have its pros in the fact that they are on their own but right now when this is going on and all these conferences are like hey we're closing our doors and we're only gonna play with each other uh you're a little sol fighting irish so I think we'll have to keep an eye on that. Uh, obviously, that model doesn't mirror what's going on in the NFL. But again, a storyline to pay attention to, to say the least. So I say all this, you know, obviously NCAA football, NCAA, <laughs> whatever, potato, potato, is, is bigger than the NFL. But the concept of them only playing within themselves is is an interesting interesting model. They go conference only and then they talk about division. I mean, what would do you I mean, would we ever get to the point where we'd be that granular? I think the other nugget to take from this too is the concept of front loading your division games. Would the league ever This is so hypothetical, but we're living in a hypothetical world. Why not? Why not be hypothetical? Would it make sense for the league to go out and say, all right, everything is so uncertain right now. We're going to front load your division game so that if, if and only if this season is interrupted by coronavirus, we have an idea that the Cowboys are going to win the NFC East. And so we could go ahead and say, yes, that's, that's a done deal which I just manifested that. I just spoke that into existence, so you're welcome. Knock on wood if you believe in that. Um, I'm just going to say that I just made it happen. Don't clip this and call, call me if, God forbid, it doesn't, but here we are. So either way, um, nuggets to just be looking at, nuggets to be thinking of. I think we can take these breadcrumbs and maybe put together some semblance of a meal or an idea of what could be to come fascinating horrific crazy wild time to say the least i hope you all are staying sane healthy and as happy as you can take care of yourselves 
I know it's a weird time. It's been a weird time for all of us. I hope that these shows provide a little semblance of escape for you like they do for me. So I'd like to just personally thank you for tuning in and giving me a job (laughs) and a reason to be on the air. And um, yeah, you're not done with me yet though. I've got another show coming up. I'm just going to close out this one and then hop right back on the mic with Girls Talking Boys coming up later on today. We've got tons of good content for you all here on Blogging the Boys SB Nation. Make sure you're subscribed, tuning in wherever you get your podcasts, whether that's Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, you name it, we are there. Again, shows every day, new show coming up this Saturday, Cowboys Oi, all Spanish podcasts. So proud of the team for all of the amazing content that they've worked so hard to get you all. I've said it before, I'll say it again. We wouldn't be here without you guys. Your rates and your reviews really do help us out. And they do support us and help us do the great work that we do for you all. These shows are just as much yours as they are ours. So if you ever want to hear anything, don't hesitate to reach out. Let us know. You could find me on Twitter at Kelsey underscore Charles. And unfortunately, the time is up. I will have to give the mic back. Who knows? I might be back. Hopefully, RJ will have me. Thank you all so much for tuning in. You all have a beautiful day. Have the best Friday ever. Go Cowboys and peace out. Mm -hmm.